0: Andres
1: Agovia Show. And welcome to the program, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I am Andres, the Honest Broker. Good to have you on the program today because I got an interview for you today. Again, I know. It's been the month of interviews and I'm excited to bring varied content and from different voices other than myself to you because i know you like hearing me but it's always nice to hear that other people share the same ideals and sentiments as i do well before we get into the interview that i have with james the out-of-state investor i want to uh, tell you about for those of you living in the los angeles region or working in the los angeles region to some capacity you want to pay attention as to what's happening with the special ballot election on June 4th, which from this episode is just a little over a week away. And it's in regards to Measure EE. I'm going to be devoting more attention to this in the next episode. Um, But I want to remind you right now to vote no on Measure EE. This is the parcel tax that's being put forward by the Los Angeles Unified School District in attempts to, as they say, raise funds for our schools. And of course, if you oppose them, they'll say that uh, you just hate the children. You don't care about kids. And I, I strongly disagree with their sentiment and their arguments. They're just trying to strong arm people to uh, give in money that they are already receiving. Um, I'm not going to devote the attention in this episode to really delve into that um, because I already had a pre-schedule to uh, have this interview. Um, but I just wanted to give you a heads up as the, the day is almost here that you need to vote no on Measure EE. Whether you're a, a homeowner, whether you're a tenant or a property owner, which is different from a, from a homeowner because if you own your own home you're gonna get taxed if you're renting you're gonna have a increased rent if you're a property owner like you have rent uh, rental units throughout Los Angeles you're gonna be hit really hard and of course you're gonna pass this on to the tenants how else would you recover the the lost costs that you'll be getting from this and if you're a commercial developer or de- commercial property management firm it's even worse for you because you got you know, even larger uh, portfolios at risk. But uh, you could probably afford it. But for the small business owner or for the small property owner, it's going to be a, a lot heavier of a burden because they don't have um, the financial capital to to have to handle these things on a daily basis or on a, on. A, um, on the monthly basis. But uh, more information on Measure EE in the next episode, because I want to talk about uh, real estate investments. I know, I, like how do I segue from one to another? Well, because this episode was already scheduled to talk about real estate investments. And I have had people that come up to me and say, hey, Andres, I'm ready to flip, man. Let's, let's go get this. And I'm seeing the flip signs go up again. Uh, but hey, you come to me before Uh, this year, I would have told you, fantastic, you want to invest in real estate. Flip market's been dead for like a decade, so I don't know what uh, you're coming here to shop for. But if you really, really, really want to flip, you're going to go out-of-state. And that's precisely who I have on the program today. His name is James Allen. He's the out-of-state investor. He took uh, some advice about investing in real estate. He wanted to get into the flip market, and it wasn't going to happen here in California. So he took it to heart, invested out-of-state, and it's gone very well for him. So without further ado, here is my interview with James, the out-of-state investor. James, welcome to the Andres Agova Show. Thanks for having me all right well just a little background for those listening onto the program uh, james i would i would say he married into the family because uh, cause, uh <laughs> it's, it, his wife and i go way 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 back before any of us were born it seems so uh, it's it's cool to see uh, someone growing into the family that ended up taking real estate advice and running away with it because you're technically considered of uh, the millennial generation am i right
0: that is correct
1: and I have an article here that, as of this recording, it probably be a little more dated, but it'll still be relevant. The article uh, saying that the millennials are not—they don't really have uh, home buying or or real estate investment as a priority in their life. They have other things. There was an even there was even an article yesterday about uh, millennials complaining about life being harder than ever, and among the issues they face on a daily basis um, that makes their life tough is. A uh, slow Wi-Fi, uh, a broken smartphone. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up. Tough times. <laughs> yeah, real, really tough times. <laughs> and talking about investing in real estate, what inspired you to invest in real estate? Well, let, actually, you know what? Before we talk about that, what what did you do for a living in the first place?
0: Well, I mean, uh, I still have a W two job. So what I do right now is is I am currently. For my full-time job, uh, I am a uh, what they call an assistant divisional music director. So mm-hmm. basically, I kind of help um, train uh, musicians in the church for about fifty-one different churches in the region. Okay, and so that's what I do for my day job.
1: Uh, I'm a musician by day and an investor by night.
0: there you go and very early
1: morning what inspired you then to to invest in real estate
0: well I think it all started with uh, $25,000 of debt (laughs) if that's not inspiring (laughs) enough I don't know what it
1: well well then that's a that that actually leads into a great question so why real estate instead of say the stock market
0: yeah I I was doing research when I hit $25,000 of debt Uh, that was the low point in our lives you know, with me and Priscilla, and uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. I just couldn't mm-hmm. take it anymore to the point where I just wanted to do whatever I had to do for us to be uh, in a very uh, financially strong position. And uh, as I was researching, uh, I saw the statistic that uh, over 90% of millionaires invest in real estate. Boom. And I said, oh my gosh, I need to do whatever I, I can possibly do to become an expert in this field so that I can succeed and build a lot of wealth for my family.
1: I think you hit the nail right on the head there because uh, there's a lot of negative news happening right now, even as this recording goes live, that is just trying to just tell people to get out of real estate or don't be involved in real estate for xyz reasons a topic that I actually cover in a in another episode of this program it, therein goes the point that if 90% of millionaires are investing in real estate they must be doing something right <laughs> otherwise exactly. why would they still be in it uh, up market down market what is the secret of real estate so I feel there's there's a lot of misinformation out there and I'm actually really happy that you were able to do that kind of research to, to see that real estate is that avenue to go in. And the thing is, I, I imagine because of your situation, you were very calculated when you were gonna take the plunge, if you will, because as I understand it, you live in California and you did not invest in California to start with, am I right?
0: That's correct.
1: So where did you look?
0: Well, you know, I started looking in California because, you know, what everyone talks about is, you know, start in your own backyard, right? And mm-hmm. I think the big problem I kind of kept coming back to was just the, the the cost of getting in the game. And, uh, you know, I probably had just enough to maybe get started. Maybe I, I forget exactly all the n- exact numbers and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, I do remember the biggest problem I kept coming across was – that these properties weren't going to seriously cash flow for me. And so that was the big problem. And and I just felt, as I was learning more about real estate, I just saw how important cash flow was for for what I was looking for. And it's not just in terms of building a passive stream of income, but it also provides that mitigation of risk to where, no matter what the market does, up or down, you're protected because you always have that stream of income Covering the rent or covering the mortgage payment every month and uh, it just gives you that solidified base point to where you don't have to worry about up or down in the
1: market. And your research basically took you out of California.
0: It did, exactly. Yeah, I saw that there were much better opportunities in different states uh, than there was in California. You know, and California, wasn't really known for its cash flow. It's not really like, I mean, maybe if you bought years ago and stuff like that, now you're probably doing pretty well, especially if you bought in 2011, probably got some pretty sweet deals. But, you know, in today's market, or even if, you know, you go a few years back to when I was getting started, you know, I I just didn't see that there was really that opportunity for strong cash flow in California. And most people, you know, weren't really looking at California as a strong um, landlord place, place to have rental (laughs) properties at that point.
1: Well, it, it's a great place to have rental property, but you did mention that uh, it's not very landlord-friendly here in the state. And yes, that, that battle continues at, at the election polls almost every single election cycle, and it's going to continue. So yes, that is true. So where where did you end up landing first to do your first out-of-state investment?
0: So I started out with um, Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I mm. started. It's my
1: mm-hmm. first you basically state hopped because it, it, it started there. Then you ended up going to other states as as well, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. So I started at Atlanta, and I went on to Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, and then I've done you know i done another deal in Florida as well. Uh, but mostly, most of my deals have been in Knoxville, and Atlanta was really the the place that got me started out of
1: state. What? attracts because it's interesting Uh, most people look for coastal regions and you pick the place that's not even near an ocean it's knoxville tennessee what is happening there now that uh, is so attractive for you i think you said that you're you're focusing more on on that area too right
0: i am focusing more on that area so like i'd like to back up if that's okay and kind of start with a what drew me to Atlanta, because that's really what got me going out of state. And I think mm-hmm. the first things you have to look at uh, whenever you're investing out of state is you want a place that you see growth taking place. And I'm talking about, you know, population growth, job growth, things of that nature. And so mm-hmm. Atlanta was some pl- was a place that was really booming. I mean, it still is, actually. It's really booming right now. Um and, uh, you know, population growth, soaring, job growth, just humongous job growth. And um, so much stuff going on. I mean, they were building casinos. There's, you know, university expansions. There were transportation, uh, being new transportation being put in there. Um, big time diverse economy with headquarters of Coca-Cola, Home Depot, Delta Airlines. Um, I mean, you, you had so much going for you in Atlanta. And then on top of that... The rent to price ratio, which I talk about a lot, because that's going to give you a good idea of what kind of cash flow you can get. For a general rule of thumb, it was really good in Atlanta as well, um, and so it basically ticked all my boxes for me, and that's what led me to Atlanta. Um, and you know the way I kind of analyze markets is I kind of start from a thirty thousand square, not thirty thousand square foot. I'm getting into real estate a little too much now. <laughs> uh, thirty thousand feet view um, as I'm looking down, and I and I kind of pick a general market, which would be your Atlanta market. And as uh, when you pick that market, then you want to scale down a little more and find your neighborhoods and subsections that you really want to target. And that's when I found uh, a really great gentrifying area. Uh, that I ended up targeting. Um, and unfortunately now it's just a little overpriced and that's what ended up leading me out of Atlanta Mm -hmm. and looking for more of a, uh, a new venture with Knoxville, Tennessee.
1: We're talking to James, the out-of-state investor here on on the Andresa Govia show, I did want to mention that you're not the only one I know that's gone to Atlanta to invest, and in also Tennessee, for which is why I was asking. And it, in comparison to the other individual that I know that's done their investments versus, say, you, is that uh, someone just? Um, I guess you could say a little birdie told him to go invest, and that yeah, I'll go do it, and they they put their money where they didn't know what they were doing so they ended up getting into a bad investment and I believe they are still dealing with that bad investment to this day whereas in your case as uh, it was calculated and 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 very learned in what you were going to do and you didn't want to risk it for in your case your growing family because you have two little ones at this point Um, you wanted to make sure they were cared for Uh, that's that would be the difference between you and and the other individual I know where they had Mm. grown kids at this at this age so they didn't have to worry about um i guess taking care of them in that sense but i guess you could say you had more at stake and you were really calculated. and it's gone better for you than it did uh, for them because i would say they started around the same time as you did uh, in in investing out of state but just that they didn't play their cards right so uh, learning or reconnaissance of sorts is very important in the world of real estate because it could go very very wrong um there, there was a post that you ended up making. I, I don't know if it was a result of that. What, what was the response, uh, of your social circle that convinced you to, uh, basically start educating people on how to invest, um, out of state.
0: You know, I mean, I just have a passion for it, you know, and I think, uh, you know, YouTube is, uh, you know, basically where I do my education. Um, and, uh, I just have a passion to share, you know, my knowledge with people, and uh, you know, there's not a ton of people uh, that I have to talk with real, about real estate on a consistent basis. So it's a great way for me to kind of have that outlet to kind of just talk to people and help people, you know, grow their wealth and their net worth.
1: Yeah, but I I don't know if if you took this much credit into it because uh, since I've seen your growth, so to speak, uh, when you posted that video, when you announced that you were going to start educating people on YouTube, uh, that post of yours in 48 hours garnered 1,000 views and that was all organic growth. Why do you think your video got that much of a response? Do you think it was clickbait or was there a, a truly a positive response to what you were doing and there was hunger for knowledge?
0: I th- I think it's hunger for knowledge. I think people sometimes put it in their heads that real estate is just completely out of the realm of possibility for them. But it's not as hard as they might think it is. They just got to take the time to understand how it works and and put in those hours to really educate themselves. That's the only thing that's really stopping them. And I think when they saw... That I was going to be doing something that might be able to help them take uh, get over that hurdle, um, that probably uh, garnered some excitement in
1: them. So, yeah, and, and that's good, and I, I believe it's 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 off to a good start in that sense. Since you launched this year, and you just actually wrapped up a se- after this recording, you actually wrapped up a series on how to buy a rental property. It was a um, a six part series that you that you worked on. Right? That
0: that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah. And the, the data that you're sharing is both a combination of, the, of what you experience for yourself, um, um, but also a, were there tools of the trade that, um, that you turn to, to to educate yourself in that sense? Or are these, these are numbers, uh, real figures that you've been able to work with through your experience?
0: Oh yeah, 100%. There are real figures, you know, that I've been able to work with um, over the, you know, the past few years. But I think also, you know, some of the things not number-based, but uh, you know, just uh, kind of different terms or things I talk about in the videos are things I've not just learned on my own, but also learned from different mentors or courses I've taken or books I've read, and uh, and I'm just basically passing that knowledge forward.
1: Yeah, and and therein goes the point that there's so much information out there to digest, and sometimes people oh, yeah. don't take that step to go. It's it's right there, and yet it's like, ah, oh, I, I don't want to do the legwork, but here you are doing the legwork, right? You're you're basically doing what you're encouraging everybody else should be doing, but uh, you're bringing that all that information to them, and that's that's also th- kind of the focus of this program, where it's it's. It's to inspire, motivate, and encourage people, and, and not just in the world of real estate. Uh, I believe the methodologies to success that are learned through real estate, even for people that don't get involved in real estate per se, they can apply it to their everyday lives and whatever career they're doing, even in their studies. These are things that it's, it's just uh, habits that they can adopt for themselves, a mindset to to get them to that next step in life, and um, that can. Build. Oh yeah, it's just can, agree. They can just apply it in everyday life, but um, just like you're an example real estate is the additional income so to speak it's not it wasn't your primary base and everybody seems to turn to real estate as a as the sure way to bring in the additional income if they're not making ends meet on their other job not to say they're letting go of the other job some might like um a a colleague of mine who was a doctor and through his profession he just met a lot of people that had real estate to do, so he ended up getting his license and started doing it on the side, and it got so good for him, he left his profession altogether and just focused on real estate. So it went well for him. Everybody is involved in real estate, whether they know it or not, whether they're buying, selling, or renting, yep. they're in real estate no matter what. It's just, are you going to do something with it or not? Yep. It's gone well for you out of state because some people say the market's slowing down or there's concerns here and there Uh, do do you feel at all concerned about your investments
0: no not at all no i'm excited to see what happens but uh, you know either way Uh, you know i feel like it's always a win you know if people aren't buying then they're renting right so you know it's it's a win-win for me um being you know having rental property as far as i'm concerned
1: amen to that I don't think it was a coincidence that your your latest video, as of this uh this, this recording, about frugal living. It so happened that another website, www. I can't believe I'm plugging these guys in, but www. Uh, also published uh, frugal living as well. I'm like, hey, look, almost everybody is hey. sync. <laughs>
0: I love Bigger Pockets. That's actually one of the things that got me started. Bigger Pockets. <laughs>
1: um, for someone that living here in California, you have investments over there, and people can definitely go check out your uh, your YouTube to learn more. But uh, how often do you fly out to check your to check on your investments?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I, I don't actually fly out that often. You know, um, I I definitely know more than once a year. You know, I I don't really need to fly out there. I have property management that takes care of everything for me, and it's just a phone call away to touch base with them. And um, you know, everybody that's on my team, whether it's a contractor or property management or agent, you know, I've met with them in person, so I, I have mm-hmm. an authentic, real relationship with these people, and I know what kind of people they are uh, from having talking to them in in, uh, in person. And so, um, you know, I feel at peace.
1: Well, that's really good to know because uh, there's this guy called, that calls himself the real estate dingo. He's out there in Ohio. Uh, he he produced an opinion video, even though he's he's like me, uh, um, an investor and a a a broker. I believe he's a broker. Um, he, he's been featured on, on many different of those major platforms and business journals. Uh, he was just bashing uh, like contractors and, and property managers. And me as a property manager and a contractor, I really took offense to that, but I get, I get it. It does me good to hear about your experiences. Then it goes to show um, the peace of mind you can achieve. By simple virtue of doing your homework, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. Well, uh, hey, James, thank you so much for, for being on the program. Uh, I want to give an opportunity sure. to uh, for, for people to, to be able to connect with you. Um, where can they follow you to, to learn more?
0: Yeah, YouTube is the place to go. Just search for me, uh, The Out-of-State Investor. You search that on YouTube, I'll come up first uh, thing that you see and uh, plenty of content out there that I'm talking about, I'm putting out new videos every week. So uh, every Friday, particularly at the moment and uh, looking to expand on that, maybe even start doing multiple videos a week soon. So, um, so yeah, yeah, just follow me there and subscribe to the channel and like those videos.
1: And like those videos. Yeah, t- definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, Hey, James, the out of state investor here on the Andresa show. Thank you so much for being on and we'll definitely see you on the other side. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And that does it for this edition of The Andres Segovia Show. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you might be listening to the program so you can be in the know. If you want a question featured on the program, you can reach me on Facebook and Instagram, same handle, at the Andres Segovia, on Twitter, at underscore Andres Segovia, and of course, email at andres Thank you so much for listening to the program, and I'll see you on the next one.